Um, if you could. Um, good evening. Today is Tuesday, October 18th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is uh, We Agnostics, and our speaker tonight is Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. Yes. Someone just asked me to full passcode for this meeting. Um, hi, my name is Wendy F. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in California. I'm calling in today from Arizona where I'm spending some time with my family. Um, the topic for this meeting and this week is um, step two and um, the chapter we agnostics in the big book. Um, I thought I'd start by giving you a little background of my story and then just some things I learned from, share with you some things I learned from we agnostics. Um, so my story is um, a long one um, already. Um, I came into, I, I think it's a really similar story from a lot, for a lot of people, so I'm going to speed it up, but um, I came in, um, in my early 20s, I was still in college, and um, I found a how OA meeting, and I felt a lot of relief in meeting people that talked about the addiction to sugar and the addiction to flour. It really resonated with me. Um, but, you know, I don't know if I wasn't ready to hear it or if I wasn't hearing the real message, which was that it was imperative that I have a relationship with a higher power and, and how I got that would be through working the steps. And I missed that. I, I really focused on the food plan and lost weight and felt great, but I, I couldn't hang on to it. And I left for about 20, 25 years. Um, and in those 20, 25 years, um, I dabbled in bulimia, dabbled, dabbled in exercise bulimia, um, you know, did just did all the things. Um, you know, I would get addicted to a person and I'd lose my appetite and I'd be able to stay thin. Um, and then my weight would go up and then something would happen. And I, you know, I just, I managed to never get obese, but I think my real affliction was on the inside. Um, I was just tortured on the inside. Um, some of the ways that the, the disease showed up for me were just, you know, no matter, I mean, I always felt um, less than people. I always felt less than skinny people, thin people. I was, I was always less than them. And whether I was heavy or not, I always felt obese. Um, and it's almost like, you know, if I went for a jog and ate a salad, I'd be like, okay, I'm okay. If I didn't jog in the morning and I ate macaroni and cheese for lunch, you know, I felt like I weighed 400 pounds. I mean, my, my body dysmorphia or whatever it was, was just massive. Um, I would do things like I'd have a party to go to and I knew that there was, you know, maybe someone special there that I wanted to see. And I was excited for the party. And at three o'clock in the afternoon, face down in the food, didn't want to go to the, you know, then I didn't want to go to the party and then I felt fat and then it ruined my night. And, you know, I just couldn't manage this food thing. I just couldn't get it. And I just couldn't lose the weight. And all I wanted to do was lose the weight. I mean, it was just this, it was almost like half my brain was always running on that. Like, how am I going to lose the weight? How am I going to, I should be thinner. I should be thinner. I should be thinner. I don't look as good as her. I don't look as good as him. I don't, you know, um, and, and so it was all just this torture on the inside. And 
I, I do think I did a pretty good job of looking normal. And I'm almost even more ashamed of that because it's like so hideous that I was so, such a good actress that, you know, so happy, um, acting so happy. I mean, I went and looked for pictures to share here and, you know, I, with, you know, I just, I just never looked that sick, but I did find a picture that I'll share with you. And to me, it, it meant a lot. It, and you're not going to notice it from just looking at the picture, but um, this was me. You can see I'm heavier. I'm probably 30, 35 pounds heavier in this picture, but um, you know, I look happy. I'm with friends, whatever. This day, I, um, I surf a lot. And this day, um, I was so down that um, there had been a shark attack the day before. And I went surfing in the exact spot that there was a shark attack on purpose. Um, that's how I felt on the inside. So I looked like that on the outside. I actually went surfing. You know, my body was healthy and functioning. And on the inside, I was like, take me. I don't want to be here anymore. And um, uh, so, yeah, so this was, this was all on the inside for me. And um, I, I didn't want to be in this program either. Um, I just really didn't. I didn't want to make that five calls. minutes. Okay. Thank you. I didn't want to make the phone calls. I didn't want to do all the work. And I also, there's some things I didn't want to give up food wise. So um, I came back to the program about um, two years ago and uh, I found a, a sponsor that was in the big book and was, was telling me, giving me the right message. And the message was you have an allergy of the body an obsession of the mind. And the only thing that can help you is um, a relationship with a higher power and a total psychic change. And I heard her and I went through the steps with her but I still held on to some foods, still held on to some foods. So I had some nice, good abstinence for six months, but I lost it again. And I just kept losing it. I just kept losing it. And then I just got to a point that I just knew that the next time I picked up the food, I wasn't going to be able to stop that obesity was, was coming. And, and, um, I just felt it in my bones. And so I called a sponsor that was going to be kind of tough on me. And no, I'm going to back up. During the, the time before that, I started going to meetings where I found a lot of recovery. I went to recovery jam meetings. I went to the Cornwall meeting. I went to Cherry Hill meeting. I went to the Scottsdale meeting. And I heard a lot of recovery. And so I knew it was possible. And, and that's what's so beautiful about even just all of you showing up at this meeting you're doing service by showing up um and um so I would go to the meetings and I would see recovered people and I had hope so I called someone that was going to be strict and I I was willing to let go of those things and I'm going to share them because they were um I felt very justified in holding on to them and the one thing I gave these are all the things I finally gave up I finally took a step one um I gave up alcohol um, I'm not an alcoholic and I really resented having to give alcohol up because it, it, it helped me just be normal in this world. And I didn't abuse it and I didn't want to give it up. Um, I didn't want to give up nuts because nuts are healthy and uh, they didn't 
I couldn't stop. I, me, does, not speaking for anybody else, I couldn't stop. Um, I had to give up um, diet drinks and sweetener. Um, I had to give up cheese. Like these are things, and butter. These are things that were just no goes. I will not give those up. No normal person should have to give those up. And, but I said, okay, fine. I'll go through the steps. I'll do 90 days. I'll give these things up. And once I gave them up, it became so easy. We, I have an allergy of the body. Oh my God. I have an allergy of the body. And when I pick those things up, it sets me up for a craving and I want more. And if I don't put them in my body, yes, I have problems. Yes, I have big emotions and things to deal with, but I don't have to battle the food anymore. I'm not, I'm not starting that craving anymore. And um, so that was just a really big willingness. And, and so once I put the food down, then I really needed a higher power. I mean, I wasn't screwing around with the nuts and the cheese and the alcohol anymore. I didn't have you know, a crutch. I had to find a relationship with a higher power. So those two went hand in hand. I mean, step one and step two, they go hand in hand. And um, uh, so anyway, I went through the steps and um, I had, I was on a business trip and was, it took on way more than I should have as far as um, getting out of my safety zone. I was newly recovered and I went on a trip that it was just like eating out these three hour meals. Everyone was drinking. There's just no safety for me. And it was, it was in hindsight, you know, it was careless of me um, to do the trip. And I had a, I had a slip and um, anyway, that was eight months ago. And since then I've had um, really clean abstinence and um, I have, I believe I've had a psychic change. I feel it. Um, I'm, well, one thing that I'm here with my dad, I'm living with my dad right now. And um, I have enjoyed, I've been here two months and I have enjoyed him every single second that I've been here. That's every, 10 minutes. Okay. And um, I used to um, be only able to stay for two or three days at the holidays because he just, I judged him so bad. I couldn't stand him. I mean, I could stand him. I knew he loved me, whatever, but it was just, I didn't enjoy him. And here I am like enjoying him every minute. Um, you know, the other thing that's different for me is that um, I really do, I really do have a higher power now that shows up for me. Um, I've been dealing with a, a chronic illness. I've spent the last eight months isolated, home all day long, um, in pain most of those days. And I haven't picked up the food. And I've made outreach calls and I've gotten on meetings and all those things help me. And as I get closer to recovery with this illness, it's what everything's directing me to is connecting with fellows, connecting with the higher power. Um, if, if I hadn't gone through the steps before I got sick, I, I can't even imagine where I'd be. I can't imagine I'd be in the food. I'd be in that torture and I would have a chronic illness. I mean, I am so grateful for that to happen. So anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to switch over to the, um, the big book and just talk about some things that, um, that I picked up. Um, so, so chapter four, we agnostics is basically step two. And 
it starts out by assuming that we've taken step one. They're, they're going to talk. They're going to talk about agnosticism and atheism and, and belief in a higher power. But they're going to assume we've taken step one. So the previous chapter says, very end of the previous chapter says, once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. Okay, now we're at step two. And, you know, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. It, it doesn't say came to understand that power. It just says came to believe. So this whole chapter, you know, is, is written for how difficult it can be to digest that. Um, it says here that um, half of our original fellowship um, were of exactly that type, agnostic, atheist. So the whole chapter goes on to just, can, to really just convince us to give it a chance, just a sliver. They're only asking for a sliver of hope, um, of belief, I'm sorry, because lack of power is our dilemma. And, um, and it also, you know, says that, okay, it's, so where do we find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. So step two, so step one, I'm powerless. I can't pick up the food anymore. I'm, I'm, I have an allergy and I have an obsession of the mind. Can't pick up the food. Step two, came to believe. Then I can move on to, and just came to believe, just to sliver. Um, then I move on to the steps and the steps get me closer, build my humility and get me closer to a higher power. Um, uh, it says here, we found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, we commenced to get results. And, and then it goes on this next paragraph and it, it uses terms like creative intelligence, spirit of the universe, realm of spirit. It can be whatever we want it to be. You know, the name of this meeting is choose your own conception. It can be whatever we want it to be. It just needs to be a power greater than ourselves. Um, you know, I happen to believe that there's, I call it God, you know, for whatever it is to me, it's different than you, but I still call it God. But I know people that, um, that call it, you know, good orderly direction. Um, I know some people that they just say it's um, beauty, love, and justice, and that's their higher, that's their guiding power. Um, and then, um, you know, the other thing, and, and I guess for me, how I came to believe was just through meetings. My, I came to believe by hearing people share about how their lives had turned around because they believed in this power. And I got to hear what different people's higher powers were and how it was wide open to be whatever I wanted it to be. Um, you know, I just, since Zoom and, and the pandemic and there's all this recovery um, through Zoom, I just, I saw it. I finally saw that that's where the recovery is, is in, is in being willing to believe in a higher power. And um and, and 15 minutes, please. Okay. And then I'll just wrap up by um, saying some of the things that I do sometimes. So I, I believe in God. 
and I believe that um, I'm being, I have a relationship, but I, I still have moments of being agnostic um, every single day. So some of the things that help me when I'm stuck in that agnostic spot, um, sometimes I say, you know, I don't know what God is, but I know what God isn't. Um, and then um, something also that really helps me is, um, you know, all the stories in the back of the book talk about people's experience and how they came to believe. Um, there's another book that's um, conference approved for AA that's called Came to Believe. And it's just story after story about how people came to believe. So for me, for some reason, it's about hearing how other people came to believe that keeps me kind of in belief. Um, and then sometimes too, I just think about how, how when I think I know the answers and I'm the director and I know it all, like how tiny my little brain is, you know, 50 years on this earth, on this planet. And I think I have all the answers. And then I think about the size of the universe and the size of the earth. And, and I'm so arrogant to think that I have all the answers. Um, so anyway, that is, that's all I have to say about um, step two and I pass. Thank you so much. That was that was lovely. I'm sorry, I'm getting attacked by a cat. Um, ow. Uh, sorry. We now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guidance guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host will call on the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With a timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And we're gonna go ahead and start with the first person I see, which is Victoria W. Would you like to share? Yes. Hi. Um, hey, everybody. It's Victoria W. I'm a recovered compulsive reader and insulin manipulator in Florida. I have this suspicion that my dryer is going to get angry and make beeping noises any minute, which seems to happen to me more. I got to stop doing laundry at 7 p.m. before this meeting starts. Um, just wanted to say thank you to our speaker. Um, I did. I did not come to this program looking for God. I was like, Oh, fuck me. I got to go to this basement that's in the bottom of a church and list, like, oh, my God, I, you know, and it wasn't even it wasn't even like I was so sure that there wasn't God. It was just like I grew up in the Bible Belt going to church like six days a week for hours for 18 years and it had not helped me. So it had only made me feel more isolated. So I was like, what is this going to do? Um, but I love the line that was read and it was actually what I was thinking about when I found out this was the chapter tonight was you know, once we began to make an attempt, um, you know, I'm paraphrasing, once we, once we made, once we tried just a little bit, we started to get results. What else is there in life that I can just try a little bit and get this magical power saying, hey, I'm here to help you. Like, okay, I just made it sound really easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but simple to understand. Like, all I have to do is be willing to try. And the speaker talked about some things of like, being willing to surrender some things that previously were not things that they were willing to negotiate. And I think, you know, I 
don't know that I would, I don't know that I am necessarily seeing that in my life right now with food substances, but I see it with my pride. When am I like, when am I willing or not willing to sacrifice, you know, shit talking people in my head when they are in, when we're in traffic, like, cause I want to feel superior about how I'm a better driver. Like if I'm really willing to if I, what am I trying to say with this? If I'm willing to surrender some new things, I really see that I wasn't willing to give up before. I'm not saying I'm doing it perfectly, but I really do see the power come through and the result, you know, is in spades beyond the effort that I'm putting in, which is just so amazing. Um, and, you know, the other thing I wanted to share was that I have been I've been really ill the last couple of days. I had uh, food poisoning a few days ago, and then I just happened to have an endoscopy scheduled this morning. So I was like, well, I guess we're just doing this all at the same time. Um, but I've had, you know, so sore throat, like lots of abdominal pain. And you would think all of those things equal like lower appetite, and they do for me now. But in the past, those are things where I would have said, oh, I'm like, sorry to spare you the details, but like, oh, am I, uh, Gentle reminder. We wrap up with this, <laughs> but you know, like, oh, let me eat whatever I want since I'm seeming to being, you know, like sick anyway, and let me torture myself since I'm uncomfortable anyway. Or, oh, I have a sore throat, like I just want to be soothed. And I can't tell you that I had no pain, like that's not it. But I could sit there and turn to God, and that's not something I ever thought I would be doing three years ago. So I will pass, and I look forward to hear what other people say as well. Thank you so much, Victoria. Um, now we'll go ahead and hear from Casey. Hi, my name is Casey. I'm recovered compulsive overeater in Oregon. Well, Wendy, I'm so glad you showed up on my first page here. <laughs> um, you are such a good friend. You and I started on the same day. We've had um, some hiccups along the way. Um, you have made a huge difference to me in sharing your honesty every night and um, responding to mine. I, some of the things you said, once I finally let go of some of those foods that I hadn't been able to let go of, it is so easy. I did not ever know, 35 years in OA, I seem to have missed a couple of things, even working the steps. I miss that you have to not ingest anything that's going to trigger your allergy. So, I, and my list of things that I stopped eating was similar to yours. Um, and actually the food neutrality part that came after that was the simple part. Um, I too didn't get that the whole point is to develop a relationship with a higher power. Um, and I I keep going back to the big book that God doesn't make too hard of going if we seek him. Um, and I have some, I do to a prayer every morning, but, and I must say that you talk about being waking up an agnostic or um, it's a work in progress. It's been a little over a year, um, but the miracles that come and I too just kept going to meetings because I saw recovery and I saw the kind of recovery that I had never seen in the rooms. Maybe that was me, maybe that was them. I don't know, but the Zoom meetings have been so helpful. And I'd wanna say that I just came back from five days with family. I ate different than they did. I weighed and measured my food. 
We went to the grocery store so I could have what I wanted. I didn't feel deprived. I felt free of all the insanity that used to go on in my head when I was, even if I wasn't eating it, I was thinking about it. But the best thing was I could be present with family, precious mornings with my sister-in-law, the brother-in-law that I'm not so wild about, the last day we were there. I mean, I had done a tenth on him the day before. And I was able to just have just a sweet interchange with him. I mean, and I came back five days. I don't know. I mean, the ability to live. And I want to tell you that, you know, one year in, I've got so far to go in terms of my relationship with a higher power. And if anybody listened to Vision this morning, it was so clear that it's just something we need to keep building in our spiritual development. Um, but Wendy, I'm going to end with the, the thing you told me one day when I was with friends and I just wanted to hide in the bedroom upstairs. Gentle reminder. Thank you. And you told me to be authentic. And I was, and I went and it just changed everything. So thank you for being my friend. Thank you so much, Casey. Uh, now we're going to go to Gianna. Hi, everyone. I'm Gianna, compulsive overeater and bulimic in New Jersey. I'm very happy to be here. Um, um, thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you so much for your qualification tonight. Um, I have not been coming to a lot of meetings recently due to the excuse of being busy. Um, but Wendy, hearing your qualification really had me remember why it's so important to come to meetings, regardless of any excuse that I could come up to, because hearing your story and hearing the share so far really remind me that I am not alone in this disease and that um, there are people just like me going through the same things. My disease and my brain always tell me that you know, it's just me. I'm the only one going through this, like yada, yada, yada. But I need to come to these meetings to be with people who are like me. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I really related to, you know, the beginning um, where you explained your disease and um, you always comparing yourself to, you know, thinking you are less than someone who was skinnier than you. Um, that constant horrible loop of just thinking about food and comparing myself to others. Um, I really related to that. And just being reminded of that mindset really makes me grateful that for the recovery that I found in program. Um, it truly is a blessing to have my mind not clouded by those thoughts 24 seven. I remember um, before I came into program two years ago, literally the only things I would think about when I was with another human being was like, do they think I'm pretty? Do they think I'm dressed nice? Do they think like yada, yada, yada? Like all I could just think about was how I was perceived by other people. And I truly was never present in the moment. I was just, my mind was just clouded in loops and loops. Um, and I really loved how you also said like, it's just plain and simple. We have an allergy to the body. Like I cannot ingest any of my trigger food, because the second I do like that, that spinning cycle in my head just starts up again. And I, I don't think clearly. Um, and I really loved how you said, um, you know, that based down when it comes to it, we have to have a relationship with our higher power because getting rid of 
um, like all of our quote unquote vices, like food, alcohol. Uh, for me, I gave up smoking. Um, I kind of was left with like no escape. Um, so I had to, you know, really rely and define my higher power um, in order just to make it through a day abstinent because when those uncomfortable feelings do come up, you know, I, I literally have nothing to run to anymore. Um, and thank God for it because I have a program to run to now. Um, and then lastly, I love, love, love how you said, you know, gentle reminder. Thank you. How you're a little unclear of, you know, what your higher power is. And it's so helpful for me to get off my arrogance and just remind myself like, I didn't create this universe. I didn't create any of this stuff. I am tiny and higher power is not. And that's really down to it. All I really need to know. I don't need to know anything else. Um, thank you for letting me share. And thank you everybody for being here. Thank you so much, Gianna. Now we're going to go over to Eileen L. Eileen. Hi, I'm Eileen. Uh, recovered compulsive overeater, recovering compulsive overeater, woman in recovery. Ah, oh, mother to an almost 15 year old who won't leave me alone when I'm on a meeting because he needs my credit card to order dinner. Um, needs multiple credit cards, apparently. So, um, anyways, I just wanted to claim my seat. I haven't shared at this meeting in a while. Super grateful to be here. Um, Wendy, thank you so much for your fabulous share. Um, I loved hearing about coming into program, um, knowing, you know, like, I feel like God brought me back in when I was supposed to come back in, like outside circumstances were getting really big in my life. And God was like, you're going to need a community and a place that is going to hold you and keep you safe during this time of your life that is going to be um a little a little out of control and i was here for it i am here for it um and i'm so grateful i'm so grateful um i'm kind of on a a new kind of pink cloud of recovery over these last this last month of um sponsoring and tons of outreach um and i've I kind of have to monitor myself uh, in this really kind of interesting way of not expending myself too much. I found myself getting a little sick and, and I didn't realize how much I would enjoy. I mean, you know, I have people calling me saying, oh, you know, I, I have to make my three phone calls. You're one of my three phone calls. And, and I am finding myself wanting to make multiple calls and having to not like to call, like, okay, Eileen, you know, you've got other things that you have to do, you know, like, like I'm using, <laughs> using like the calls is like my, my distraction to <laughs> like not want to do anyways. I, anyway. So it's really just been this, like, um, this really beautiful experience of being a program right now. Um, and a lot of that has to do with being in recovery. Um, I mean, these, the last three steps were just miraculous for me. Um, and sponsoring has been, oh my God. And I was like, people talk about sponsoring. I was like, okay. You know, I mean, sponsoring the, in this new way has just been beautiful. Um, and I love it. I just love it anyways. 
So um, I just am just really grateful. I just came back from out of town um, and I, I brought my food and, but it really wasn't even about so much the food. Um, and it wasn't that I was perfect, but it wasn't just even so much about the food. And, and I just really enjoyed myself because my life is just so different now. I mean, I'm not, it's not perfect, but it's just, it's just, you know, it's just different. It's just really nice. Um, and I love this meeting and I love you guys. I'm just really happy to be a part of it and welcome to the people who haven't been here before and welcome back and please come back again. It's a really special place and I'm really happy to have you here. So, and thank you again, Wendy, for your share. All right, bye, that's it, I pass. All right, thank you so much, Eileen. And that was great. And um, it is my turn. So I'm gonna go ahead and share. Um, Kristen, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I have this great like thing that I say when it's we agnostics and I talk about my journey from atheist to believer, but that's not going to cut it because I am in the middle of a bunch of crap that I am realizing through Wendy's share and the shares I'm here in this meeting that I am not surrendering. I cry. I'm, I cried in front of my boss twice this week and it's Tuesday. I have a whole new job and I'm fighting that. I'm moving in with my boyfriend. Actually, my boyfriend's moving in with me, which is wonderful and exciting, but still like, I'm not going to get my expensive coffee anymore. Apparently we're compromising on what kind of coffee we get to drink. And like, I'm 44. I've never lived with anyone. This is all new. And it's, you know, and I'm not surrendering. And I just, um, speaking of giving up foods, I just gave up some foods. It's been about two weeks now. And um, I'm happy because I have not um, had to think about those foods for two weeks, but it's still a change. And so I get caught in the like recovery Olympics. I'm a fierce competitor. No one knows I'm in the game except me. Where am I recovered enough? Am I eating? Have I given up the right foods enough? Am I calling enough people? Am I the best at recovery? Am I surrendered enough? So now my thing is that I'm doing all these things and making all these changes, but I'm not like surrendered enough. And, um, but like, this is my disease of enough, right? My whole life. I haven't felt like I have enough. I haven't had enough food. I haven't had enough love. I haven't had enough sex, enough drink, enough money, like never had enough. And I just can continue it even with the healthy things that are supposed to bring me joy and relaxation. It doesn't matter. And so I think for me, once I can, if I can ever, my life's mission is to feel like enough. And I know from years of living and then years in this program that I'm only going to be able to find that through my higher power. And the only way that I can get to my higher power is on my own path and on my higher powers time. I can't force it. I can't pray myself into, to, you know, I can't do this. I just want to do this. I do this with everything in my life, right? Like hold my fist. And the way that I find my higher power is by doing this. And I have to start doing this more because that's how I stay in recovery. 
And, um, to me, that's what, um, finding my higher power is about. And that's what step two is about, because I did come in an atheist and I was really like certain that I was right. Um, but I was so desperate that I didn't, I was like, I'll just figure that out. I was so desperate. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of mental reminder. Thanks. If you're new, don't worry if you're an atheist, it, it's fine. Like it'll work out. It's um, anyway, thanks for letting me share. I appreciate the time. And myself. Yeah. So I, we're going to go ahead and um, stop the recording now and then um, we'll follow by Jen A share.